0: Let's hear some of that movie chat, credits roll by, and I tip my hat, credits roll by, I want to know more right away. Let's have some of that movie chat, credits roll by, tell me who did that, life in the credits is where I want to play.
1: Welcome to Life in the Credits. This is the show where we learn about entertainment by chatting with people who work in the industry. I'm Susan.
0: And I'm Ben. And today we're discussing the film Remember the Titans.
1: And joining us today is our special guest, Chief Operating Officer of the Motion Picture Group for Lionsgate, Jen Hollingsworth. So welcome, Jen. Hey, Jen. Thank you so much. It's so nice to be here.
2: Yeah, we're excited to have you.
0: We are very excited to talk to you today, Jen. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do in the entertainment world?
2: Sure. So I have a really interesting job to me anyway. I have a lot of interesting oversight in the motion picture group as it relates to the business, but then it expands into the interesting groups that create the content and market the content. So, Mm -hmm. first and foremost, it's really looking at where we're headed in the next two to five years, probably in terms of financials, how we want to grow, where we want to grow, what we want our slate to look like. So, my group, I I have one team of people that focuses on Content analysis, looking at projects, looking at green lights, figuring out like what the economics are, rolling those up into slate view, and then rolling those up into a a three to five year or two to five year plan to figure out like where we're headed. So that's sort of our target for our business. Wow. Then I have my other teams really work across all the other three groups, which are sales and distribution, marketing, and then our content creation group, to figure out how to help those teams elevate decision-making, how to help them, um, with process that creates faster decision-making mm-hmm. and that we all can then move toward hitting that plan that we have our financial plan. So one of my teams is change management and I would say culture transformation a little bit. Cool. So that is really helping all the process. I could what decisions do we make? How do we make them? Who's in the room? How often do we meet? What are we talking about? That kind of thing, which is really so critical for decision-making, especially in this environment today and in in this industry, it's everything is moving and changing so fast. So that's really our change management effort. Then we have our culture transformation, which always looking at how do we make this place better for people who work here? Mm -hmm. How do we make their work feel valuable? How do they attach the value to where we're headed? And they know that this decision made this impact. And I'm really proud of that. You yeah. know, so people feel the work adding value to the company um, or do they like, do they just like showing up? Do they like what we stand for? Do they like just, it's it's just like we spend most of our time at work. And I think if we don't pay attention to culture, we're missing the biggest piece of, of, of us all coming together. Yes. I have a team focused specifically on inclusive content So we we have really created a mandate for ourselves to improve our diversity, equity, inclusion, not only in front of the camera, but behind the camera in the stories we tell in our marketing efforts and making sure we're not missing something or stereotyping too much or missing an opportunity to really create rich characters Mm -hmm. that um, that are very representative of the world we live in. And in in an organic way, because people don't want like the one character that's represented in a stereotypical way. We we really, so we have a group that really looks out for that for us and is in at the ground with our creative team, helping make sure that we are actually pushing boundaries there and getting better. So, which we think will just make our business better.
0: That's fantastic. And then
2: the final, it's really my strategy and like data and analytics team. And that team is then working on general, like strategic initiatives. Like how are we getting to where we're going? And what information, research, analytics do we need to help us make those decisions to get there? So it's a really um, highly analytical, but super important team um, that that really works also cross-functionally. So it's, it's really, a, I'm super proud of the team. I love working in this capacity to help our whole division really achieve. So it's a, a fun place to be. Awesome. That's
0: fantastic. Is that strategy and research team, are they working on you know, finding the numbers that you guys need to plan content? Um, In terms of, you know, what audiences are looking for or what really speaks to them? Is that kind of what they do?
2: It's a lot of audience work, especially right now. Who's showing up? Who's not showing up? Why are they showing up or not showing up? And it's really, I mean, obviously there are no clear answers to this right now, Mm -hmm. but we have indicators um, we know what's released in the marketplace. We know that the marketplace is kind of catching up to itself. You had all these tent poles that were just waiting to be released yeah. and then they all hit the market at the same time. Yeah. They're like, oh my God. And people are doing, you know, day and date with their own their own streaming services. They're doing some shorter windows in theatrical. Like, what is this all telling us in terms of like if you'd go day and date Disney goes on their platform on streaming and in the theaters, what is that theatrical performance telling us? given that they went on their platform also, and how yeah. do we read into that a little bit? So it's just things like that of trying to navigate where we're headed. And also that group reaches into like, what should we be curating now that we put into development for our people and where do we put it once we yeah. make it? Um, how do we look at our marketing analytics and reaching our audiences? So that group works tightly with the marketing data people to mm-hmm. figure out like how do we reach audiences more effectively? Because in this world, we're finding that there are so many more companies, streaming services, entertainment yes. companies competing. Like they want ad dollars, spending ad dollars too, and so everything's just getting more expensive. Mm-hmm. And customers have more to do and see, so yeah. the customer acquisition is just going up all over the place. So we're trying to figure out how do we how do we really target and get to get to our customers more effectively, and again in a really organic way, yeah. so we don't feel like we're pushing something on them that they don't want. Right. Sure.
1: Yeah, I think this is a just a really good example of a career people don't either know about or think about when they think of the movie industry because you know the movie part's so visible you see the director you see mm-hmm. the actors but you know there's a whole huge group of people behind why the studios are putting out what movies and when they're putting them out That's just so interesting to like mm-hmm. think about how much work really goes in behind the scenes before that movie even starts to get developed absolutely absolutely
0: and your teams and also take care of the folks yeah that, you know, that work on all those projects. So Absolutely. that's fantastic. We definitely
2: try. We try. And, you know, the interesting part, too, is it's fun place to work for because they're behind the scenes. It may feel like, oh, they're behind the scenes and they don't get that exposure. And right. but they really it's it's a cool the way we yeah. have it all set up at Lionsgate. They're very integrated in the work. Yeah. So they read the scripts and they are involved in the conversations about cast and they're involved in the conversations about. Um, how we're seeing the story and how we're going to try to make the the story better and what we're contemplating in terms of distribution. And so all those teams, instead of being uh, very insular to our specific area and like, I'm only going to do the analytics on this movie and I'll give it to someone and they'll do whatever. They bring it in the room, they have read the script. So they have a point of view on the numbers and the project. So Mm -hmm. they can bring a more rich conversation around that to the room. We have that that exists and we are all in all of our teams. We have that good synergy in a room because we were all so deeply involved with every project. So it's mm-hmm. it's really a special, special place yeah. to be and a special division to be in because we do have that really cross collaboration and interest in doing the best movies for our audiences.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's really, really impressive. That's and just well cool. it really gives everyone a chance to feel like they had a hand in creating this content and like a hand in making sure there's good representation in it.
2: A hundred percent.
0: Yep. So, Jen, what was your path for your career? How did you get started and, and get to where you are now?
2: Well, as everyone does in this industry, we take twisty, windy paths <laughs> that may not seem obvious. Yep. And, you know, for me, I didn't really know. I'm not, I'll start with undergrad. I mean, I graduated Indiana University and I went to Ford Motor Company. I have Ford in my family and I just it was a great opportunity for me coming out of school. I love the program I was going to go into. So I moved out to Michigan and my first job was in a plant. It was our largest manufacturing facility in the world. Wow. I believe it was a 3 million square foot. And we made transmissions for like Mustangs and minivans at the time, which were selling like crazy. Yeah. sure. And so we were working seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And I was really involved in like, how do you optimize your operating plan, take care of your equipment to make sure you can still produce the volume that you can produce without stuff breaking all the time. And so I really learned operational things pretty well there. And I loved it. I really loved it. And I think the thing I learned about myself in going there was I like working on projects and things that are mass appeal or Matt, like people can resonate, resonates with people. They could talk yeah. about it. You like, oh, I work on the Mustang like, oh, I know what a Mustang is. Or even yeah, if you sure. cars, like I know what a car is and yeah. people just have, and people are passionate about certain cars and it's a really cool conversational thing. So I just really like to have some level of passion in the product I work on. And mm-hmm. I realized that it ha- became a through line in my career. So when I decided to go to graduate school, I went to Michigan for graduate school. And coming out of Michigan, I ultimately decided I'm really driven by being an overall happy person and being in environments I love, yeah. meaning even geography that I love. Yeah. So I was really driven by moving somewhere warm and sunny most of the time and not as much humidity that I was living in. <laughs> I'm not a mosquito fan, so I so I was like, where do I go? And I, I decide. I was thinking, well, Southern California is is like that kind of weather. I've heard a lot about it. I had never been here, and I had remember having friends in school. Like, you should work in entertainment some way. Like, you have that personality and. And I was like, I don't even know what business jobs are in entertainment. Yeah. And I, so I thought of LA and I was like, well, the movie industry is there. I like movies and I know movies resonate with people and yeah. stories resonate with people. So I um, I decided to do some digging and figure out how I can make it work in Los Angeles. So through opportunity and luck and a bunch of other things, I took an internship postgraduate school um, at Sony that position just led me to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I just kind of made a career out here. It was not an easy start. Yeah, I yeah. cried myself to sleep almost every night that um, I, when I moved here because I couldn't afford to live here, yeah. I slept on the floor. I was like, I don't have a choice, but to try to make it here. Yeah. Because otherwise I just go back to where I was. So I just kind of kept going and and really loved, like loved every, every part of it, the networking yeah. part, the, the movie part, the, the city, this city to me is Has so much energy because people are trying to make a life and out of things that they're passionate about, some people will succeed, some will fail, but they're all trying. Yeah. And so having that energy is really, really special. Yeah.
0: Jen, it sounds like you in your work, you probably touch a ton of different things. But are there any specific projects that you have touched or worked on?
2: So when I started at Sony and I I took my internship and I ultimately got a job in the screen gems division. And the Screen Gems division is such a special division of content. It's very genre. It's yeah. it's um, it's it's very known for certain uh, franchises. So my first movie that I was was involved in the green light because I did that analysis was Underworld. Oh wow! And, uh, Underworld obviously <laughs> then became a bunch more movies. So that was my because um, that was my first movie, I guess, and then movie franchise that I worked on. We saw it, it was very memorable to me. I also worked on the Resident Evil franchise. Oh, cool. Yeah, really really fun. I was peripherally like attached to even the Columbia side. So it's just there's something about it Sony where I worked in screen gems but I did feel a part of the whole company. So when we released Spider-Man, I was there when we released Spider-Man 2 or 3, I can't remember which one, but you do feel like the energy of the studio. You're yeah. like super proud to, you know, to release that kind of content to the world and it's super buzzy and it was really fun. Then I I moved on to Manday Pictures. And that was uh, just really looking at the world from a different perspective. Instead of being a distributor, you're a producer and you're looking to distribute, you're looking to sell to studios. And that was a place where the, the big notable titles there were Grudge and Juno. Oh, um, but, yeah. but we also did like Nick and Nora's playlist and, and Whip It and things like that, that I yeah. thought were really fun, special projects.
0: That's so funny because those are very different movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> totally, totally different movies. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And we, they were just, that was a fun roster of films to work on in yeah. Mandy, too. And that experience was special for me because it felt like a family environment. And that family is still a lot of the family I have today here. Just been really cool, yeah. and then yeah. moving into Lionsgate, just, Mandy sold to Lionsgate, and then Lionsgate was a, a slew of different types of movies, starting with Saw, the Saw franchise. <laughs> right. They worked on a lot of Tyler Perry movies, and then as we changed our the profile of our slates, we moved into Hunger Games, mm-hmm. and we moved into now You See Me and Twilight and Divergent and expendables and john wick and all these things all these big fun franchises that that are sort of our bread and butter today and that mm-hmm. we're really known for so i've had a lot of fun projects i mentioned those big ones but there was all the small ones along the way that were also very special to me in super yeah. certain ways too but they're are i mean definitely hundreds i think at this point that i've right. touched whether we are whether we made them or didn't mm-hmm. when you're analyzing movies if you analyze a hundred you make maybe you make Fifteen. So, That's right.
1: That's right. <laughs> so in the, your role um, working on all those projects, where do you fit in in the movie making process? Is, are you there from the beginning? Does it vary project to project?
2: Yeah, we we are there just because I I, I kind of consider our team a hub, mm-hmm. and then we have all the the groups around us, and we're trying to help feed them information that they need and mm-hmm. be involved in conversations. Just that that again are are providing some richness that and perspective that may not otherwise be present in a room like that so we start from early early on do we like what is this project shaping up to be Um, our inclusive content team is like I said involved from the very very beginning of who's the director who's the producer what's the makeup of the team what are we thinking about in terms of casting or reading scripts where you know then we can all come together in a room to talk about all the things that we're thinking about with the movie how to make it better do we want to make it and then as we proceed those conversations if we want to make it where do we anticipate it being distributed like yeah. is, is this because your financials you have to create a financial model that makes sense right? right so the team is really involved like i said from the very beginning all the way through we help assist marketing and our data side and inclusive content side and even our even our financial team helps the marketing with the PA budgets all the way through sales and distribution. So we are beginning to end. And then we take the end result. And our we have a team that helps, you know, obviously plan our business. So they will be updating the actuals and then forecasting even those titles. So it is really from yeah. pre-green light all the way through post-release that we are we are involved in process along the way. So we get a lot of exposure to teams and a lot of collaboration and we have a lot of impact. When you can see your decisions making a difference in the product, even though you're not making the product, understanding your value is so critical. And, and I think people really love that. Yeah.
0: Awesome. That's yeah. fantastic.
2: I don't know if you guys know this story about La La Land, but we put La La Land together and greenlit it with two completely different leads. Oh, and wow. It a different budget. And then all of a sudden, both of our leads fell out. And we're like, right, close to production. We're like, oh. Oh, my God. Okay, do we... Do we just not do this movie do we try to do you know try to get different actors yeah and can you even because schedules it's hard to schedule right. yeah so when we got um emma stone and ryan gosling you know they it was kind of a miracle serendipitous. Right. That they could do it at the same time yeah. but you know they were bigger players right bigger budget like, and yeah, gotta other, change the other numbers <laughs> you're like okay now do we take these two and green light? Re green at a higher budget. Yeah. We still believe in that movie. Can we do it? And, you know, La La Land on paper seemed like risky. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. Cool. With you right. Know, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, and, but it just, I think that's the cool part of the specialness of the industry. Enough people fought for how interesting the collection of this whole thing, the story, the actors, yeah. the, like, all of it, the, the filmmaker of how this was going to be something different that hits the screen. yeah. And we all rallied around that belief and it just worked. And this, yeah. it, to me, that was the one of the most awesome uh, experiences to work through something that just fell apart completely. <laughs> like, yeah, what do we do? <laughs> you know, it's, that's the two that the people are like, oh my God, like how did we do that? Yeah. Do fall apart? And then they just fall apart. my God. Yeah, and then there's some things that are so, we're all so excited about it. And then, you know, it doesn't resonate the way we hoped. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's all that. But I think being part of those discussion decisions are all learning opportunities for us to getting better. But it just keeps the staff so engaged. Yeah. We make movies. We have hits. We have misses. Things come to fruition. Things fall apart. But it's all part of the process. Mm -hmm. And navigating the world of unknowns (laughs) is is challenging. But again, really rewarding when you get it right
1: right
0: fantastic that's cool wow
2: yeah.
1: i the think like thinking about la la land now the idea that you know there was a time where it's like oh this might not happen is crazy to think about
0: and I i'm know, sure that it happens really
1: all is. the time yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. i mean it, it's not a franchise there's no right. built-in audience yeah i mean the director was i mean he was kind of blowing up at the time
2: yeah he was coming up with flash, yeah right, exactly but, yeah but he so, hadn't done a big movie and but we love right. whiplash. We're like yeah. he would be amazing for the and he had a vision for this project. We're like, yeah. let's go. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. do it. Yeah.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. That yeah. Whiplash is awesome. And yeah. And
1: yeah. uh, just to see that all through that all those obstacles to see it come to fruition and be such a success must be just an unbelievable feeling.
2: Absolutely. For, for all of us. Like we yeah. say it's just yeah, when you for think the whole something team. Something hits the zeitgeist in that mm-hmm. way. And kind of unexpectedly. Yeah. We all thought it was great. But again, we all we're all like, do we are we drinking our own Kool-Aid? You know, and then when you when it hits the the masses, you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, everyone else loves it too. Yeah. We made something really special, our audiences are responding. It's just I think it's just so sweet to have that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially since that that's like a movie about LA, right? I mean, so yeah. it's kind of it's like are we just talking about ourselves yeah. or are we yeah. like Yeah, yeah we'll, I
2: totally agree. We were also worried a little bit about that. And mm-hmm. you know and also it doesn't spoiler alert if anyone has seen it. <laughs> it doesn't have the Hollywood ending, right? right. exactly and, yeah And it's just like something I was a little disappointed, but then I realized that's life. Mm-hmm. That's really how life works. Yeah. Just doesn't always come together the way that other people might hope or, yeah. or the way you even might have thought. Right. But there's Still something great about that too. But Mm -hmm. to have that be like the whole package of that movie, just, it just all worked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, again, that brings up the other interesting dynamic of how many people are involved in a single movie and making decisions. And I always say, I'm shocked that any movie turns out because (laughs) there's so many people, but you realize they all sort of nap, like they're all in service of making the best movie. And Mm -hmm. while you don't always agree on- what those individual decisions are that make the best movie people will rally around the right stuff and pick the right things. And, and it's just, I think it differs to certain expertise that people, people will just then, you know, find their way to, to what they think is the best story in a collaborative process. So like when I see the credits rolling at the end, Mm -hmm. I just am shocked at how many people are involved in a movie. So you realize what that is, that is in and of itself a huge, huge success story to actually put out a piece of content with that yes. many of <laughs> all. And, and, you know, and to also to have your name on that is, is, yeah, it's pretty awesome.
1: It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of a good segue, if you want to talk about the female executives in media and entertainment organization, and mm-hmm. you co-founded that, correct? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So that organization, um, we call it Fem. that organization was created because in this industry, networking is critical. Yes. And I think for women specifically, it became of massive importance because this is a very male dominated industry. Mm -hmm. And we decided to create a nonprofit organization that was really focused on bringing together female leaders in the space Mm -hmm. to just talk to each other, connect the dots across studios, across just all parts of this industry, frankly. and. It was such a fun thing to do and you realize the necessity of it. Yeah. And once the core team realized that, you know, the up and coming, the women that had joined were so interested in carrying this forward, we were all like moving on different parts of our careers that were even more demanding. So Mm -hmm. we passed the reins on to this, a new board of women, we became advisory board members. And that new board of women has taken it even to another level. And that, that has been invaluable because this industry is, as you said, Susan, networking heavy, it's who, you know, it's how, you know, them it's, it's all that stuff. So to expand your network that way with really cool people, Mm -hmm. it's like a win-win.
1: Yes. That's That's great. great. You know, women coming into Hollywood, could be feeling very intimidated and they can find this group. That's not just good for networking, but like genuine relationships with people. So important. Yeah. That's
2: the key. Yeah.
1: I would imagine your whole career is pretty full of unbelievable moments, but do you have any favorite moments or unbelievable moments that really stick out in your mind is where you are just like, I can't believe this is what I get to do every day or, or what you have to do every day.
2: (laughs) I have two, I'm going to take it two different ways. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. my first way, I'll say is very personal to me. I met someone who became the most important mentor, mentor to me in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I met this person in the gym yeah, at work, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> at the Sony gym. I went, I would go at six o'clock in the morning and I, I just started going and, and he was there at six o'clock in the morning with a guy he knew who I actually worked with. Oh, okay. And it was just, again, I'll, I'll say the word serendipitous again, that mm. we just, we connected at the gym. And I was, he was much higher than me at Sony, like, like almost at the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was, and I was like, you know, a year in and I was always the analyst and I, I just got up the, I was, I would talk to him at the gym sometimes and I got the courage to ask him for coffee. And when he was very open and welcoming to having coffee with me, which first of all, I thought was like a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think oftentimes that level and my level. Right. So we had coffee. It wasn't. In, it didn't even take like two months. It was like we had coffee next week, and so I was just so nervous. And he went into this conversation with me, talking about himself, like talking about his career. When we went to school, how he got to where he was. It was like almost like this is how he did it. Yeah. Like talk about himself for like twenty minutes, of like giving you an idea of who he was, how he got to where he was, and then he asked one question, and he was like, "What do you want?" And for me, like, I was like, uh, uh, I don't know what I want, Um, but I kind of didn't know what I want, but I didn't know if it was appropriate to say it. I just didn't really know this guy. And I felt like I would overstep and all those things that just go on in your head that just make it noisy. And I finally was like, you know, I'm going for it. Yeah. I said, I love the studio and I've loved my experience here, but I want to learn faster. I want to learn more. I want to learn from a different perspective. And, um, I think I need to go to a production company. I just don't know which one or how to get there. Mm-hmm. And he said, send me your resume today. Oh my gosh. And I, after that went back to my desk, updated my resume. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't always have it at the ready. Yeah. So, and I sent him my resume and I got a phone call from Mandy pictures Oh my gosh. Just got up an interview because they were hiring someone. That team of people really became my family. That mentor has become one of my closest friends. Yeah. And still still a mentor to me today. So having that person in your corner mm. is so critical. And I think Ben, you said it before, having a mentor critical. Yeah. Um, so I would say that that for me was like such a special moment and changed the trajectory of my career. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. And I think I think the other is more general. To say that when we were on big projects, whether it's a big movie or a big, any big transaction, or I guess it doesn't have to be big. It can be just something that was a grind and it was hard, but Mm -hmm. we all learned a lot. But when you see at the end of a project where people, their faces light up because it worked. yes, They they did such an important part of it. They learned a lot. And as much as it was hard along the way and they heard things, they were like, they, they failed along the way. Just to see the level of growth that people have afterward and them see it in themselves. Yeah. The fulfillment in that for me, there's almost nothing better. Yeah. It's really yeah. almost nothing better. And you just, and then those people, I have people that have worked work for me for a long time and what they've become today versus what they were when they started, it's just, night and day yeah and it's something i'm very proud of and i'm proud to have just been a part of the journey yes to Mm -hmm. see these people really hit their stride and realize they can be more than they ever thought they could be yeah
0: that's amazing fantastic well jen last question for you before we move on to talk about the movie what advice do you have for people who are interested in getting into the studio or just the entertainment world in general
2: i always say my number one is network Mm -hmm. and I've even refined it a little bit to say network with purpose and intention. You really want to meet the people that you aspire to be like, or that are in a place that you want to be. Right. And then when you go into those conversations, you want to make sure you're asking the questions that you really want to know the answers to not the questions you think you're supposed to ask or the questions that are like a little light and fluffy because you don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Right. I think the better the questions, the more the person on the other side of the table is like, wow, this person really wants it. They want to be in here. They've done their homework. They're asking me the right questions. And that is, I think, as being on the side of a mentor now, something that when someone speaks to me in that way with such specificity or really like hard questions, I'm like, wow, this person wants some information so they can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I, I appreciate that on this side, knowing who you want to talk to, why you want to talk to them and what you're going to ask them specifically to make, to help you make better decisions on your career is of utmost importance. And then I would say from there is always being your curiosity. This industry, as we've talked about in this whole call, is is full of so many interesting pieces that you never knew existed. Right, right. You know, I started in numbers. I wasn't in many of the bigger conversations. And then you get into the like, oh, you get to read a script. And oh, now you get to understand like the complexity of putting together a movie because of timing and people. and, And then you get to understand this, oh my God, this rolls up into a slate. Yeah. And then you, you know, it just gets bigger and bigger. And you're like, oh my gosh, how does this, this is crazy? <laughs> all this stuff. Yeah. So to be curious and always learning about the pieces, no matter what you do, whether you're a producer, a writer, a business person in the industry, a marketing person, distribution, whatever you are, learning those pieces makes you just a more well rounded expert in your area mm-hmm. and then allows you to navigate more. So if you want to change into a little bit different area of expertise, if you learn about it ahead of time, you can then navigate your career in just more like what someone said, like more like a lattice instead yeah. of a ladder. And you can just switch around and play around and figure out what you truly want. Assuming you what you started out wanting isn't the thing you end up wanting. Mm-hmm. So I think those are both I think, things I would say to anyone who, who asked. Again, this industry is so much fun. yeah, And right now, such an interesting place to work.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: The way we think about content is different. The way we think about distribution is different. The way we think about our place in the entertainment world is different. We have different, I don't even say competitors. There's just different ways to see content. There's different ways to interact with content and a bunch of different stories to consider. And I I just, it's when I really think about it, I go down through my day-to-day, I'm like business and like doing all this stuff. But when I go back and think about it, the world of storytelling and what we do is so special. And hitting audiences in a way that makes them think or gives them a fun ride mm-hmm. or makes them contemplate things differently is just it's so powerful. Yes, it's yeah. It's really it so powerful. I mean, we're not curing cancer, but I'll tell you, hitting someone in that spot where they're like, wow, like yeah. I loved that the way I spent that that time watching that that piece mm-hmm. of content. It's um it's cool when people talk about what you do yeah. in, in terms of talking about a movie. So I, I think it's just a special place.
0: Well let's get to our featured film. Today we're discussing the 2000 drama Remember the Titans. It was directed by Boaz Yakin and it was written by Gregory Allen Howard and it stars Denzel Washington, Will Patton and Wood Harris. Susan before we get into it can you give us a quick breakdown. What's this movie about?
1: Yeah, so this movie is based on the true story of T.C. Williams High School and their football team. And so in 1971, T.C. Williams High School was in Virginia. There was a federal mandate that schools had to desegregate. So a black high school and a white high school both closed, and they all sent all the students to T.C. Williams High School. Um, And we see the effects of this playing out on the football team. So uh, Herman Boone, played by Denzel Washington, was hired to be the head coach. His assistant head coach was Bill Yost, um, who was a white coach, and we just see these racial tensions play out and how this football team evolves and then eventually influences this whole town in Virginia to really evolve um, in terms of how they deal with racial differences in this in the town. So very powerful story. I mean, amazing actors in it. So yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's about how the team can come together yes. to win yeah. football games. Yes.
1: And also they won all their games. That is a very important plot point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. So yeah. Jen, you chose Remember the Titans for us to watch today. Why did you choose this film?
2: If it's on anywhere on whatever I'm, you know, any platform, any if I'm, if I'm coasting through things and I see it always stopping 100% of the time and I will watch it to the end from wherever it is. And I, and I started thinking about like, why do I do that with that movie? I think between the, the actual story that's being told and the, Just the interesting uh, way that these, this team had come together and the struggles that they had, and again, how that then peripherated through the town is so fascinating to me because it's, I just, I grew up a different way and I, and I didn't have to contemplate these things and I didn't think about them. And, and so really thinking about those and seeing how they play out is, I I thought was again, thought provoking. We talked Mm -hmm. about that, that, that term and very moving to me. I also love the characters yes. and, yeah. and I, I feel like they developed each character so many characters really well there were yes. so many people on that football team and it wasn't just like two or three they That's have amazing. many many different characters who have gone on to have amazing careers by the way yes. I, yeah. um, and, and yeah. some of them have gone to be in my favorite shows and movies yeah. but, <laughs> my other favorite shows, but um but and I, I loved the way they told the story through music Mm-hmm. And just the whole ride was to me, it's just something I will watch over and over because I just never get tired of of seeing it play out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a specific line that always gets me. And it's when Gary Bertir is in the hospital and Julius comes in and they're all there, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and at the end, uh, Gary says left side. And yeah, Julian, the strong side or, or maybe maybe it's the other way around. Yeah, but yeah. that to it's me great. the ultimate like unity and they called each other brothers. It's just like super powerful as yes. football players as black and white coming together as humans coming together. It's just. That like culminates it for me at the, at that point. It's just like mm-hmm. total cry worthy. I'm a crier, so yeah, cry worthy point for me. <laughs> so I just I, it, the whole thing. I just really love the way it came together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's just so powerful, and it combines. I mean, there's the relationship between the people and all of that you're they're grappling with there, but then also, you know, sports movies that are like a, a team overcoming the odds and winning are so you know those always make me tear up a little bit as well. Even though I'm not the biggest sports fan, but like. That that underdog story, I think, also is so powerful. Just really. I love watching it every time.
0: Yeah. I mean, and like you said, Jen, this this cast in this film, yeah. this film is stacked. It is. Uh, there are so many people that went on to become huge stars. I mean, talk about Ryan Gosling again, um, mm-hmm. you know, and he has just a small part in it, you know, yeah, and, yes. and it's like but Denzel is so good in it. Yeah. You know, it really is his movie. And Will Patton does a great job mm-hmm. playing off of him as well. You know, and it is fascinating. You know, growing up in a small town, it football means a lot to a town. That's 100% true still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, people will come together, the community comes together over watching sports, especially high school football. And it's just a really good story. It's really about the community sort of like going through major changes and, and having to deal with that. And, you know, we see that reflected in the players. Um, and what you mentioned earlier, Jen, was the music in this film is wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's great. So good. It, so it's good. like song after song mm-hmm. of just hits from, you know, the sixties and seventies that are just, I mean, they're just so iconic It just transports mm-hmm. you to that time period. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Music can make you think of points in time. If I hear certain songs, even today, from this movie, I remember exactly the place in the movie that it happens. Like, it's just like, it was so well done uh, in like the perfect movie for the perfect moments. And that's Mm -hmm. just, uh, that's also something so special about this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say... Similar thing. Like you hear ain't no mountain high enough. And you think of remember the Titans. Like if you grew up at a time of this, even if you didn't see the movie, you think of remember the Titans. (laughs) I think (laughs) now it's guardians of the galaxy. Well, yeah. yeah. now it's different. (laughs) If you grew up during a time when remember the Titans came out, like it's so strongly connected to it during that, the time it came out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Really iconic.
0: There's so many good little, little characters in this movie. Like you said, they're all really well-rounded because they're going through all these changes. But one that stands out to me is the little girl. Hayden
1: Panettiere, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She
0: she is such a boss in this movie. She's just running around and like, (laughs) like scolding everybody Uh and like reacting to everything. She's so funny and so good in this film. Mm -hmm. And her dad's just like trying Trying to keep up with (laughs) her. It's such a cute relationship, but also just the way like Mm -hmm. they all just, they mix together in a really good way.
2: Yeah, they do.
0: And this movie could, it's such a serious topic and it could become really dark, really fast. It's a really scary thing um, oftentimes um, because there's so many stories of things not going well, but this, this story in particular is very powerful because it, it shows just such an easy, like they won a game and then mm-hmm. they won a bunch of games and then they won the championship. I mean, it's such uh, a story of triumph because they mm-hmm. came together.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think there's a, one of the again more serious moments but again mixed with so much fun was when they did the run to the in touch with the battle of gettysburg yeah to
1: gettysburg right, yeah right
2: and you know basically saying like if we don't come together on this hollow ground we too will be destroyed and mm-hmm. and then the part of this is so true in work as well but yeah you don't have to like each other but you yeah. have to respect each other yeah it's such it's like such a big message for like a tiny little part of the movie yeah. like it's like a resonant <laughs> message yeah. And so that 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 to me, and then they flip over to like some like where they're eating crazy at a buffet. You know, like right, right. <laughs> it's just like the, the way they transition between humor and seriousness is like really well done. Like you said, it could have been very dark, which would have made a different experience for me in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you can lighten it up because I'm sure that even even in the hardest moments, there's some bright spots of yeah. humor and you know humanity that that can balance it out. And that's mm-hmm. that's again what this movie did so well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean Denzel as the the coach, Coach Boone. You know, he's so hard on the kids and demands perfection. It's fascinating to watch everyone just react to him because he's like a rock. And it's like, nope, here's here's how it's going to go. I like that the coaches kept their styles. You know, they didn't yeah. have to to change the way that they were successful because they they are a good team. They work together in their own individual uh, you know, styles, I guess. Yeah. But I, I think that that's a powerful message. Exactly what you were su- just saying, Jen. I
2: agree. Well, and there's two. There's that there are certain coaches that are or certain leaders. I'll just say in broadly yeah. that are right for ro- jobs at certain points mm-hmm. in time. So Coach Yost was right for the team when it was the all-white team.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
2: then Coach Boone came in, and he was. He said he was. This is a dictatorship.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think
2: when you have the struggle of bringing together. A, a, you know a white team and a black team you you have to have a different leadership style yeah. to force things to happen because they will never if you want just people to come along they're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So his coaching style and even I think coachio says at the end of the movie he's like Herman yeah. you were the right you were the right man for the yes. job. You yes. know he wanted that job he's like right. you were the right man for the job. Yeah. I could never have done this. And so there's there's leadership for moments and circumstances and th- in this case they played the right the right roles
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's highlighted really on well the bus scene where he's like he could have just you know let those kids ride on separate buses but he's like mm-hmm. no everybody off we're we're doing this yep. right now right at the top of camp where you know yep. we're not Made, separating up the buses yeah yep. and
0: in front of the parents too. yeah
1: yeah sending a really strong message of how this team's going to be run and how these players are going to interact i think that was mm-hmm. really powerful to see
0: yeah absolutely and you know it is also a, a story about you know young people trying to figure stuff out because mm-hmm. um, you know even though they came together over camp over you know their training camp they come back to the and then they're back in high school huge problems there so that just feels very real
2: mm-hmm. the characters that that feel something in this feel like a sense of like loss of their own school's team or whatever the people the people that have been on the team that the superstars on the team have the yeah. hardest time right. and then you have people like like louie elastic who comes in and he's just like, Hey, I'm, Hey, I'm just, having yeah. you <laughs> know, I, just, I heard just,
1: football. I came running. Yeah, I, yeah exactly. That's exactly right. And, and I
2: think it's just so interesting that when you're not an integral part mm-hmm. and you don't, you're not living in, in every, in those moments, like before they had to integrate. Yeah you're just showing up like, here I am. Like, I'm just, (laughs) I don't have a side here. I'm just, I'm on the team. And so those, those moments were really funny too, to me. Um, when sunshine came in in California, so that's also weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I mean, the way it all came together, it's just the eclectic group of people that ended up clicking so well together. And each person that you thought wouldn't have as integral of a role at the, there were moments where you're like, we needed. You know, we needed that role, this that person to step up on the team. They stepped up and they were successful and creating the the team moments that we needed. So it's it was was really cool how they made that that work in the story.
0: Absolutely, and you know, I saw this movie when it first came out, and then this was also you know going through school. This is a movie when we had like a substitute teacher. They would stick this in uh, a lot because it was just very popular. Popular at the time. Um, and it's an inspirational story so you know mm-hmm. high i will like it whatever <laughs> um so i've seen this movie quite a bit and then of course we just rewatched it for this show little football is actually in the movie like you'll see you'll see a couple plays and people get tackled or whatever but there's not a lot of actual football filmed uh, that makes it into the, into the movie which is interesting for such a, a sports movie
2: yeah i totally agree with you yeah. i i love i mean i love a lot of sports and sports movies. Mm-hmm. There was so much else going on here. Yeah. Right. Right. I didn't miss it. Like I really oh, didn't yeah. miss it. And the moments they showed were so um, important for, mm-hmm. for what they were trying The point they were trying to get across. there was the cheating and this, the team yeah. still like persevered, even though the, the other, the coaches were cheating or the last moment where like Rev had a broken arm, but then he came yeah. in to run that blast play. Just all those things that like so critical, the, the play was critical but you didn't have to show a ton of it yeah. To, to really tell the story, but it's very memorable that I do feel my, my memory of the movie. There was probably, I, I remember more football than it then probably existed in the movie yeah. because right. <laughs> the moments were big. Yeah,
0: right? yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Jen, do you have a favorite scene in the film that stands out to you?
2: I think it might be the Gettysburg scene. Yeah. Because it just brings you down and you you're talking, you talk about something bigger, than the team and something that happened in our history that was um that people don't often talk about or that was forgotten and you 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 bring that together with the now the here and now and what has to happen and again the, the messaging was so big of, of what he was what he said it was just a very impactful moment I thought um but yeah, I think that's probably the big one, but just yeah. the little yeah. tidbits throughout, like that I loved, were like they were on the field practicing with the headlights all on the field because it was dark out, and he was just they were just going for it, and and I just like there were so yeah. many things, but yeah. I think the Gettysburg yeah. scene was probably the the most memorable for me. Susan, what, what's your favorite scene?
1: I love the Gettysburg one. I love the bus scene that I already talked about, and I also love the scene of so after that game where uh, Coach Yost figured out the refs were cheating. He is sitting in the stands by himself with just his daughter and he had just told her he's not getting into the hall of fame. And she's like, I don't even want it anymore, you know? And then she calls them all rednecks, but, um, (laughs) 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 but it's just so cool. Like, like you said every character is developed in this even in her even like and i love it when uh kids characters are written to be very you know sophisticated and like they have their own journey and her character had that or she evolved right along with her dad to realize what's really important and then she's like you know let's let's just get a beat them like let's go win i loved that it was so it was really powerful
2: yeah Yeah, i agree
0: (laughs) yeah i think my favorite scene is uh Sort of what you referenced earlier, Jen, was with the uh, left side, strong side. When they, yeah,
2: I was first... that might tie. Yeah, yeah. When they <laughs> first so many do good it,
0: ones. when they first do it, and they're finally starting to trust each other, and finally starting to respect each other enough to at least trust each other to, to play the game. Uh, that's such a shift in the whole, in the whole, char- you know, in all mm-hmm. the characters in the movie, um, and finally starting to see that come together. It, that's a really wonderful moment.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I think that was, wasn't that the headlights practice and they finally started pushing yep. each other and seeing less. Yeah. I yeah. Think that so, yeah. yeah that, that was a very big turning point. Yes. So good. God, so many good. I know memories. it's, it's just, I mean, it's
1: just an amazing movie all the way through. So yeah. it's hard to yeah. pick. one yeah. spot.
0: It's a feel good movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, it really is. I just think if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, yeah. even if you, if you're a person who even hates sports, I would watch this movie cause it's not really about that. And, that triumphant ending is so good
0: yeah jen who who would you recommend the film to
2: everyone yeah i really do i just think it's Mm -hmm. a great i think it's a great movie and i I would say i agree with you Susan. it's not a sports movie right not like just a sports movie it's just a i just think it's an important movie i I love and i'm just like i I love so many parts of it that even if you've watched it a long time ago watch it again
1: Mm who would you recommend this movie to ben history
2: teachers that have subs? Subs with some teachers. <laughs> check this film out. Yes.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, I. it's everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. a feel good. It's a Disney movie. You know, it's kind of exactly yeah. what you expect. But it also, I mean, it's very relevant today. So uh, mm-hmm. give it's it a lovely. watch. Check <laughs> it out. <laughs> we like to finish up our show today with a game that we're calling Movie Ball. We're going to see how well both of you know movie sports. Jen, you're playing against Susan.
2: All right, let's bring it. (laughs)
0: Let's do it. (laughs) So here are the rules. I'm going to give you the name of a famous movie that features a sport, and you will have to identify what that sport is. As soon as you know the sport, shout it out, and the first person to name name it correctly gets a point. I have nine sports Mm -hmm. movies for you to identify. And the first person to name five will win our prize. Susan, what's our prize?
1: I did some life in the credits merchandise, so either a
2: mug or a shirt,
0: whatever. Yeah, Yeah. we'll send you
2: something. (laughs) All right. Yeah.
0: Perfect. All right, Jen, are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. All right, Susan, are you ready? Yes. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. Movie number one: Hoosiers.
2: Basketball.
0: (laughs) Oh, Susan got a point. Uh, Like a
1: hair, a hair ahead. Well done.
0: Yes, basketball. Of course, us uh, awesome. native Hoosiers yeah. know that uh, yeah. very well. Yeah, <laughs> think
1: it's required for
0: us to have all seen it. <laughs> all right, number two, The Mighty Ducks. Hockey. Yes. All right, close game one to one. Very good. Number three, The Blind Side.
2: Football. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. All right, very good. Two to one. Jen, you have the lead. Next film, The Natural.
1: Baseball.
0: Yes, Jen, very good. I
1: don't think I've seen that movie.
0: Oh, it's great. Robert yeah. Redford. Three to one.
1: Okay, got to get my head in the game.
0: All right, get your head in <laughs> the game for this next one. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone.
1: Quidditch? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Oh, my gosh, it's fantastic.
0: <laughs> three to two. Good job, Susan. You pulled that one out. <laughs> That's great. Oh great. Okay, that's back into it. Sea biscuit.
2: Racing, horse racing.
0: Yes, very good. Now, Jen, you only need one more point okay. to win. Susan, you're at two points. Okay. We have three movies to go. All right. The Big Green. Is like golf? I'm sorry, no. it's not baseball? golf. I'm sorry, it's not baseball.
2: Big Green.
0: Another guess? Is it like rugby? Nope. Jen? <clears throat>
2: I don't think I've heard of this movie. I have no idea. Tennis?
0: No, it is played on a green field.
1: Well, that's not very... (laughs) Soccer? Yeah, it
0: is soccer!
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't think I've heard of that movie. No,
0: this was a uh, early 90s classic film. Uh, If you saw it, I think it's actually starred the same kid from The Mighty Ducks, perhaps. I could be wrong about that. Look it up. It has a goat in it. It's a weird film. (laughs) all right
2: four
0: to three susan's coming okay. back jen you got to finish strong all right, all right. next film caddy go yes jen <laughs> congratulations you won and we have congratulations we have one more Thank you. just yes. for fun let's yeah, do the yeah. last one okay raging bull boxing boxing oh. is correct
1: my first thought was roller coaster but obviously that's not the answer
2: <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell Dennis, you how much i was i was waiting
1: for breaking away uh, oh yeah why didn't we have that one on there ben uh well you know
0: i could have done actually i could have done this game for for no, an totally. hour there's so many so many good sports movies jen before we let you go today is there anything that you would like to plug
2: well actually i will plug a sports movie yeah right so we had a sports movie that came out over christmas called american underdog oh yeah the kurt warner story
0: fantastic and
2: so for any any football fans out there um Kurt Warner has an amazing uh, story of how he got into the league and then just really took off and, and, and ended up one of the best quarterbacks ever. So it's uh, his story and it's just his story about he's a very faithful guy and uh, about his family and his career. So it, it came out over Christmas. It's got I, I can't even remember the Rotten Tomatoes and the and the audience scores during the 90s. Nice, uh, so awesome. fantastic fantastic well-reviewed mm-hmm. um, amazing movie so awesome. it is um i believe it's in theaters now so okay. yeah definitely check it out
1: awesome we will um and then once it's out of theaters is will it will be streaming anywhere
2: it will we'll have it probably on normal, okay. normal transactional okay cool. yep awesome yeah, yeah exactly Perfect. And then stay, and then, and keep on the lookout for John Wick 4, of course. Yes. It, it yeah. Have coming out in the, you know, in the, probably in the next 12 months, 12, okay. 12 to 14 months. So. Very cool. Excited, Very excited, course, for excited for that. that one. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, Jen, thank you so much for yeah, joining us Yeah, this today. was really great. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much for having me on.
1: Life in the Credits is hosted and produced by me, Susan Swarner.
0: And me, Ben Bloom.
1: It's executive produced by Michelle Lemon.
0: The music is written and performed by Steve Trowbridge. You can hear more of Steve's music at com.
1: The show logo is created by Melissa Durkin.
0: If you'd like to support Life in the Credits and get access to exclusive perks, you can do so at Patreon.com.
1: If you'd like to follow or get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Life in the Credits, or shoot us an email at Life in the Credits at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
2: And I always say, I'm shocked that any movie turns out.